Hello everyone and welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast, a show where we capture the real running stories from Portsmouth and the surrounding areas. And we bring you also on each show a topical special guest each week to talk about something running related, whether it be an event or a product or all sorts. Um, And this week on the show, uh, I'm joined by the organisers of the National Running Show, Natalie Davies and Mike Seaman, and also extremely fortunate, and and it was a long time coming, to get local running legend onto the show, Paul Pickford, for our main feature interview. And obviously on top of that, I am joined, as always, by my beautiful of a person co-host, who I'm hoping is now injury-free and can give us a, a good running update, the wonderful human that is David Harvey I am your podcast host, as always, Daniel Del Piccolo. Dave, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you keeping, man? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm sat here um, with my with my bottle, my almost finished bottle of San Pellegrino, just just trying to refresh a bit because I'm feeling a bit, yeah. a bit naff after my um, hard session to the wind this morning. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of recovering at the moment. How, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I must say that I've got some couple of uh, naughty nephews here. So if we get interrupted at some point, then it's probably their fault so um i am free of blame on this one um, I, I know I, I know those kind of humans very well i have i have naughty nephews as well and uh, that's fine if your naughty nephew comes on you can you can say hello to everybody on the show that's fine yeah um i'm uh, yeah cool i'm all right um i've been a bit injured recently and it feels like i'm turned a little bit of a corner but i've only run about four miles over the last few weeks so gosh that's it, um a little bit less than you're used to yeah i mean it's gone from apparently being a back problem to a t- is a torn adductor so I've j- my glute is just not firing properly and I'm completely imbalanced so it's uh, you know after, after you messaged me this week about it I've I kind of had a look at a diagram of the adductor because I'm always keen to kind of find out where these um, pieces of the body are when when you hear about injuries and stuff and it's kind of like a big kind of strandy muscle that connects the kind of almost the hip bone to the to the to the bone in the leg is it yeah, it's sort of, it's basically a groin strain, really. It's one of those those muscles down there on the inside of my thigh. Okay. Stupidly um, ran on it and was in denial that it was actually painful, um, but kind of pushed through, and I knew that I shouldn't. And I remember I remember the time that it happened, and uh, I'd done quite a fast like back to back type thing. So I did like you know marathon training, and then the next day did a sort of recovery ten miler, and it yep. just feel right and from that point for about three or four weeks I ran on it and it just got progressively worse damn it it's, um, always, it's always it's always such a we're just like our worst nightmares aren't we when it comes to to injuries because we I mean I'll tell you what you're one of the one of the people I know one of the runners who gives such good advice um mm. but like I saw you just you just don't do it yourself do you no but um I'm not in any hurry to get back to it to be honest because I'd much rather do it properly this time because I've just I've ran through so many injuries and they've mm. t- absolutely aged but I've been to a few different people and the the last guy I saw was was really knowledgeable did a hell of a lot of good stuff for me um you know just checking my balance and my strength and then massaging it out and stuff so that's good hopefully it's turns a corner a little bit now and I'm just going to run really short t- uh, distances um okay. Which so for me will probably be only runs of about sixty or seventy miles at a time. So. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right, man. <laughs> and you're not joking either. <laughs> if I'm I'm doing yoga. I like. I'm loving the yoga at the moment. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, 
the strength and conditioning because I've never really been a fan of that stuff. So it's nice to try and actually do it properly rather than just, you know, sort of blag it a little bit. So that's really good actually that's 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 fantastic i'm actually keen to try you know on the last show we had um craig uh downs from who <clears throat> developed the, the mimo product and i've now yeah. got one myself um with a subscription to uh to his kind of online classes that that are that are offered with that service so i'm hoping to get into some really good strength and conditioning kind of routines and maybe try some of the yoga stuff online starting next week hopefully so that, that should be good right um but yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm recovering well after um, a 40 mile run. What was it about about two weeks ago? I think it was uh, with Jason, and we started. We also got driven up to uh, QE Country Park, and yeah, just kicked off from there. And it's I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a really nice route running all the way to Worthing because obviously you can get to the train station and and easily get home. But the yeah, the route was stunning. The 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 trails. The thing I took away from the run that week was that the trails are so dry. That it's actually like bone shatteringly dry. It's like it just shook our, our, our skeletal structure to like to the core because I felt really shaken at the end. Really? Um, yeah, I wish I'd I wish I'd worn something a little bit more cushioned on under feet like my Clifton's or something. But yeah, it was um it's it's a good run, really good route. It was it was lovely. It was a little bit cold. Um, there's obviously that cold wind that hasn't kind of gone gone yet. But no, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and we we raced at race pace, so we did what we do um, on the day. And Dave. You're going to hate this, right? right? But cyclists saved our asses on that run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bless them. God bless them. The cyclists are useful for something then. <laughs> they are indeed. <laughs> yeah, they were, they, they were really good, actually, because there's a tap that's um just very close to Washington, just before you get to a road. And right. it's been the last time we did a run of this length was probably about six, seven months ago. And it was broken then and it was still broken now. So we kind of ran out of water um, and we were hoping... I don't know why why we thought this, but the last time we did it, there was a lady in her garden in Washington. I think she was watering the garden or something. So we got some water from her. But obviously, you know, what were the chances of her being there again? She wasn't. Uh, yeah. And then these runners were just kind of finishing up and, and I think charging the motors on their bikes because they had these electric bikes. And yeah, they, they had a, a massive tub of water. So they, they happily filled it up, mm. took a few photos with them, had a chat with them for a bit. And then we yeah just pressed on. So it was good. Yeah. Really good day out. I remember last time you did this and you were in pieces when you got to Worthing because I think oh, you yeah. had to eaten that much or drunk that much. So how did you feel this time? Oh, dude, it, you know, it went well. And that, and that was one of the real um, things I went into probably most focused. I wasn't even worried yeah. about the distance and um, was just food. And we we literally did it every I think we, we ran the first half marathon because you joined us for the first kind of kind of uh, I think what was it seven miles or something, six, seven miles. Yeah um and obviously you'd, you'd run from home so you'd done you'd done a bit more i think you did 20 that day which was which was good i think that was one of your that was well that was your last big run um yeah so basically i ran the first half marathon with no stops but i had tailwind um because obviously I'm, I'm starting to use tailwind again now because i can just about stomach it uh, and then we just i just stuck to eating every few miles just basically you know went into my pockets dug out a few bag of mixed nuts um, and then we made sure that we stopped every 10k and we didn't stop the watchers because we wanted to kind of keep track on what what kind of average pace we'd be doing by the end of it and yeah it just worked out really well and I, I didn't feel in pieces I was laughing and, and happy at the end could have carried on in fact I said to Jason that I wish I was kind of running 100 miles that day because I think it would have it would have been okay yeah I noticed from my recent kind of marathon training that I was told I got given some advice to eat from the start which I don't mm -hmm. really do so I think 
normally start eating about eight, nine, ten miles in once you first start to get that yeah. fatigue in, I guess, in the legs or in your head, or you know, when you just start to get that, um, you know, that first little bit of a this is hard kind of feeling, you know, you give yourself a bit of energy. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Got given some advice to eat from the start. So four miles in on any of my long runs recently, I've been boshing a gel, and I must say that like when you finish you don't get that kind of like tired achy leg thing because I think you're just kind of like nourished from the start and you're not you're not playing catch up on your calories so I've definitely learned something new there so I've been pretty but never from the start so interesting yeah that's that's really good and I'll yeah I think I'm probably going to plan to do the same thing Mm. in in a couple of weeks for the Thames path so but yeah no it's a it's it's a good kind of like reminder isn't it just how important the nutrition is and just how much of a difference um, you can feel after after a long run. I mean, it's I was yeah. I was worlds apart from where I was that first run. Um, I, I could hardly even stand up at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of that forty miles last time. But that was good, Ex- excellent run. Uh, yeah, learned a lot, and yeah, it was it was really really good. But I think the week after that, because obviously we were meant to do the South Downs Way fifty that day, but it got moved a week on. Mm. Um, just wanted to put a shout out to anyone who ran uh, the South Downs Way fifty. Just congrats. I think there were quite a few. Uh, local runners that took part in that event because i think we we knew quite a few people running that one yeah there's always load from pompey and surrounding areas going to it isn't it yeah but it would actually be cool if we if we got um or if we if we asked james elson if you'd like to come on sometime from centurion running yeah and do a chat with us because i think his races have like quite a quite a strong impact on people's ultra running absolutely i mean those guys have done more for ultra running in this country than anyone i think really yeah Definitely. And obviously at the moment they're doing their track 100, which seems to be going quite well. I think the, I can't remember where the guy was from, but he's broken his country's 50 mile world record. Yeah. um, Lithuanian guy, isn't it? He did 523, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 523. Yeah, that's right. I think I, I under, I overestimated that, but yeah. So Um, I mean, he's literally on track to do a kind of 12 hour hundred if he carries on. I noticed that there's, um, another guy that's I can't, I can't remember his name but he's 55 and he did i think it was a six hour 11 50 mile which is a 55 male veteran 55 record for the country as well oh, amazing absolutely amazing and I, mean, I think it's great that they're bringing back that format as well because james often speaks about the fact that you know records the 100 mile records were all set you know with, with track events back in the day and they seem yeah. to have kind of gone through a phase of a drought of track track 100s so this, yeah. is, this is good have you got an appetite for that I've always fancy, I've always felt like it's something I had to do. Yep, absolutely. I am I am very hungry for it actually to to give it a go. But the problem is there a lot of them are invite only because the obviously the fields are small. But yeah. um, there is so, one in is there a, one in Tooting? Is that right? Yeah, Tooting in September, which is the Sri Chimnoy guys, I think they're called. And then there's Crawley 24 hour, and there's Gloucester 24 and 48 hour as well. So fantastic. That, you know, I think that you can. You can probably do a hundred, but I think you have to keep on going a certain amount of times around the track in that 24-hour period, so you can't just drop out at hundred. But there are some people that go amazing distances over that that wow. 20 period, aren't there? Like 130, 140 miles. <laughs> Madness! Oh, wow! It's just it's just remarkable, really. And um, yeah, yeah, sometimes it sounds easy when you're when you're far away from that, but when you're in the midst of it and you, you know you yeah. kind of you just remember don't you when you're at that distance just what it feels like it's insane there's a from pompey that have given it a crack i think um russ tullet did tooting oh yeah i think sandra and emma bird did it as well didn't she 
the um uh, the yes i remember that absolutely well maybe we can um chat about going to one of those in the future so that sounds sounds like a possibility um but listen, Dave, I, I was gonna I was gonna quickly chat to you about what uh, what kind of running stuff's happening um, in the Portsmouth area. Then, so I was gonna start by just saying that uh, Park Run has actually kind of, in some some way or form, made a return to the area with Waterlooville Juniors, which started last weekend. Um, and obviously, it's Junior Park Run is normally for four to fourteen year olds, but it's back in in its kind of early form for four to ten year olds. Uh, they I think they decided that kind of like your 11 year olds and older were probably running a lot of the 5ks anyway so they didn't want a lot of 5k runners coming to the junior park runs um so you can kind of see see mm. why they did that but no it's fantastic i think waterlooville juniors had a really good run back um plenty of volunteers and obviously families just really eager to, to get back and i think uh the team that we've got over at bransbury park are working hard with the council to to get the event back soon so we're hoping possibly i, I don't want to commit to anything but probably probably four weeks maybe might be a good a good shout for for getting at least getting a date back um if not starting yeah. in yeah. bransbury park so fingers crossed but watch social media channels for any park run you're a, you, you know you, you want back anyway because they always announce their stuff on on facebook and stuff so mm-hmm. do you um you obviously go to park runs don't you because i've seen you at uh, Southie quite a few times I've done I've done it once or twice, but I think I think I've only taken my barcode once. So every the sort of ten or twenty other times that I've done it has been unofficially and technically a DNF. You're you're a you're a ghost park runner. I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unknown, unknown runner. <laughs> oh, dude. And also, um, I guess uh, races in the city. Um, obviously, Rob Pickett's events, Believe and Achieve, are back soon. Um, and I think their first event that they have is the uh, I think it's three different dates for the triathlon that starts in may um which should be good and i've i've watched those a few times the 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 triathlon i think they i think they start in the water and i just i'm always fascinated as to how no one drowns in those situations (laughs) because it's just like i I mean i know i would and and obviously these people are well trained swimmers and they they kind of know what they're in for but i always just look at the the chaos in the water and i I just think to myself how do you even know where you're going (laughs) it's nuts But that, that should be good. And I think they've got Rob's thing got the pieces of eight race in October uh, and obviously a few a few races after that, too. And I've also seen the poster share. Dave, are you going to do it this year for the Christmas um, Ultra 50K Harbour Run? No. What? The at the same time as Pompey Marathon? Exactly that day. Yeah. Oh, I think I'll do the marathon. I've, I don't know if I can bring myself to do an extra five miles. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's it, dude. I'm, I, you know, I've never heard you. I've never heard you opt out of distance before, Dave. So um, I, I reckon you're going to do the 50k. Oh, dude. It, do you know that that race is the Christmas tradition now? I've done it for years and years. So um, we'll see. But I'll, <laughs> I love it. Love it. It's one of not my our favorite. Not our favorite route, and especially when it's when it's wet and cold and uh, and windy. Yeah. It's there's something about that race being the high one of the highlights of the year because it's like the last race that you're going to do before Christmas or the end of the year, isn't it? And you get to see all of the local people and mm. all the stuff, and it's an out and back, so you get to say hello to everyone. It's kind of good, isn't it? Yeah, I do like that. But it's quite um, amazing how popular the Portsmouth Marathon is because you know people you speak to up and down the country know of the Portsmouth Marathon, and I think it's it's probably like that because it's so close to Christmas. So it's that kind of that. I know for me, it's that marathon that I do because I then feel like 
you know, I can just eat what I want over Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I know eating and running is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a hot subject. People don't like kind of talking about both of them together, but, but I, I do it myself for that reason, because it's like, I can just go and stuff my face and I don't care. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and also um, Dave to mention in the area as well. The sea, obviously, the seafront works started um, a couple of months ago, which means that we can't take the bridge across into Old Portsmouth anymore. Oh, which, really? Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's like I miss mm. that little bit of of the run. So if I'm ever going up and down the seafront now, I'll run to the fun fair and kind of do a a, a kind of square loop around the block that's um mm. that's kind of blocked mm. off, and then I'll yeah do whatever after that. But yeah, I kind of miss that little bridge, and but it's great. I think the the plans for the seafront are are, are immense because they're stretched all the way from Old Portsmouth straight through to um, the Eastney um, pool. So it's going to look quite different when it's finished, and I think there's going to be a lot more space and and a lot more kind of sidewalk to to, to go on. So yeah, it'll be interesting what it looks like. Yeah. Oh well, I look forward to coming down there and having a run soon when I'm when I'm back in. Hopefully, it'll be sooner than they finish the uh, the works. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear um also so um i don't know if you remember dave a, a while ago and i was going to ask you if you'd been up to try them yet do you remember we had a guest from blended trails ollie steel perkins oh yeah yeah so yeah i mean have you, have you ever tried one of their blended trails routes i'm not i'm yet to i'm yet to we, we must go on soon um we'll definitely do that dude definitely like maybe over the next week or something if we if we can fit it in because they're not far from you no okay yeah okay it's if if i can i've been told that if i can run with pain that's two or three out of ten then i'm then i'm good to go so just was, a nice short yeah just a uh, nice short one if you're if you're up yeah yeah definitely definitely that, that'd be really good but they, they've um the blender trail seem to kind of like be getting on quite well because i follow them on on facebook and social media and they've been posting they've really kept up these pop-up trails that they do so they've they kind of have a pop-up trail which you can download the gpx file for um, in the group and you can just kind of go off and run at any time and they do mark these routes these pop-up trails and they stay active for i think about seven days or so Brilliant. Um, then they get shut down and then another route goes up somewhere else so they kind of they recce these routes beforehand they make sure they're safe to run uh, and then you can basically just follow and see how you get on compared to other runners who who do it which yeah. i think is such a really good idea and they've also got their first ever organized event called the hattingley half on july the 24th oh brilliant um unfortunately yeah. i'm i'm racing that day um over at kenneth naven but the um <laughs> it sounds good actually i think the route's about i think it's a half marathon um it's got 80 percent trail about 300 meters of elevation so it's, so it's got some climbing and stuff and it goes through the hattingley valley vineyards do you have you heard of that area i haven't no i must admit i haven't is, is okay. it up, is it hampshire based is it it is yeah it'll be it'll be just kind of somewhere oh, oh i don't know actually surrey Hampshire, somewhere around, somewhere around there. Somewhere in the south. Somewhere in the south, yeah, which is good. So yeah, north, northwest of um, of of Queen Elizabeth Country Park, somewhere in the in the countryside there. So yeah, it, it sounds it does sound really good. But if anybody's interested in, in taking a look at that, head over to blendedtrails.co.uk and you can find out more. Yeah. And Dave, now, sorry to change the subject so sharply, That's our competition good. winner. Dun, dun, dun. We almost we almost need drums. We need a drummer. You're a guitarist. We need a drummer. Uh, uh, so we we asked people to to write in and send us their photos, their um their running photos basically from from in and around the area, and we did have a few entries, and we have picked a winner. Um, it was it was actually great to see. Really, it's one of the things I enjoy kind of looking out on Strava is just seeing everyone's kind of selfies and what they kind mm. of get up to and things like that. Everyone likes a good photo. Um, but our winner 
is do you uh, want to, sorry do you want me to just use my maracas to kind of build it up oh please no, that'd be amazing so go for it how about that <laughs> okay well, and the winner is shake the maracas <laughs> the lovely susan lily i think susan, i think it is susan lily susan lily well done um you wrote in uh and sent us a photo of you and your friends on the seafront in what i can describe as a very well coordinated air pose with you all jumping in the air so it was a fantastic photo just thought it was great um but thank you to everyone else who sent in as well sorry we can't uh, send you guys out something um there was only one winner in this competition so susan well done we'll be in touch via mail and grab your details to get the book over to you soon brilliant excellent so thanks dave um i guess oh. all the best for the rest of the weekend and uh yeah, just really hope that you're okay, and, and I'm so sorry that you have to miss Goodwood tomorrow. No, that's all right. That's all right. At least I didn't invest in a pair of vapor flies. <laughs> oh dear, it's the va- it's the vapor fly scar. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Just keep them in the wardrobe. They'll they'll be there for when you get back. I see. I reckon it's the vapor flies that did it to you, dude. Do you reckon? Do you reckon it's that? <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. You, what you, you need is a nice pair of Hoka Clifton Sevens, dude. Done. Yeah. I was going to say, you recently got the Carbon X2s, didn't you, which are quite similar to vapor flies. And I've got to say that the carbon plates are a lot of fun, aren't they? <laughs> they are They are good. They are good. I'll tell you what, I've been dying and desperate to get my hold of a, of a pair of the Carbon X2s. And I, yeah, when the, when the postman arrived the other day, I was I was just so grateful. Um, and, and thank you to Hoka for, for sending those through. But they are they are a fun pair of shoes to wear. I think they they look good they're pretty bold in their designs hoka they've they've you know they've really they've played they've played around with the back of the shoe quite a bit so they've they've got a lot of um, models out there like the clifton edge um and now the, the carbon x2s as well and obviously more so with the, with the hoka ten iron shoe um that the back comes out quite a bit so it gives you like quite a nice stable yeah stable run dude because when you put your foot down you know there's there's a lot of surface area there so yeah. i find i find they offer quite a stable run but there's something nice about the carbon x and the Carbon X2s that just make my foot roll really well. So when I'm running fast, yeah. I really feel like like each of my feet are kind of on a on a rocking chair. So yeah, yeah. fantastic shoe for me. Love them, love them to bits. The um the carbon plate in it. Because I must say that the first time I wore Nike Vaporflies, I was absolutely shocked just by how I could almost not keep up with my legs because they because the shoe's so different. It was propelling them forward. It was ridiculous. really oh man i've not tried them actually but um i don't find it so much so with the with the carbon x like i don't feel like it's it's like making a massive difference but you know it probably definitely is you know it's just that i probably don't feel it as much as those but i I do hear the vapor flies do kind of have that spring in them so yeah um but yeah no so hopefully you get you get to get them out of the wardrobe at some point soon but um davis and all the best of the weekend thanks so much for for taking the time and uh i believe you've got some some uncle duties to get to now so uh good luck yep. with all of that <laughs> and uh we'll head over to our interviews um now which starts with natalie and mike from raccoon events and the national running show uh, and then after that we'll be straight over to hear our uh, featured interview with paul pickford so dave take care all the best take care mate cheers dude bye So early last year, I uh, made my way up to Birmingham to attend the National Running Show. And it had been on my radar the year before and possibly even the year before that as well. But it had always gone uh, kind of by and and I never really got tickets for it, never headed up. So last year, I managed to get the opportunity to go up and was absolutely amazed at what a fantastic event it was. 
So on that note, I am really pleased to welcome two special guests from Raccoon Events who organize the national running shows. Um, first of all, event director Natalie Davies, uh, and secondly, CEO Mike Seaman. Welcome to the show. How are you both doing? And feel free to whoever wants to answer that question, go first. Well, I can go first, then ladies first. Uh, so I'm great, thanks. It's a beautiful sunny day, and I'm excited, as always, I, I could talk to death about the National Running Show because I live and breathe it. So I'm very happy to be chatting with you today about it. Excellent. Thanks, thanks Natalie. How are you doing, Mike? You all right? I am very well. I'm very excited. Um, there were races at the weekend. People are coming back to live events. And, you know, it's just, it seems like such a long time ago that we had that last show in Birmingham. But now we're three months away from the one in Farnborough and I just cannot wait. <laughs> It's brilliant, isn't it? It's, it's so exciting. And yeah, just, you know, seeing stuff come alive, like you say, on social media and things is just super exciting. And especially for you guys, guys at the show. And, and this has been a long time in the making this recording, because we were meant to have you on last year. And obviously, there was that uncertainty around whether lockdown was going to be postponed and, and extended. So we kind of pushed it out to now. But, um, but it's great that you guys are, guys are on. And, and again, just thanks once more for joining us. And Mike, we met a few years back now. Um, I can't remember yeah. when the year was because COVID's kind of warped my uh, my idea of time. But it was at the Batty Bumble, I think, in Hogmore Enclosure. Is that right? Yeah, it was an apocalyptic day, wasn't it? It was um, <laughs> it was one of those out and back races, and you just yeah. basically you stay on for as long as you can. And most people with good sense left early, didn't they? And <laughs> I think you and I stuck out right to the bitter end, and we kept passing each other. You you were obviously significantly faster than me, but um, it was it was that was a good day. I really enjoyed that event. It was. It was. It was pretty enduring with that with that rain, and I think that's one one of the things that people won't forget for that by in that, that race. But yeah, I was I was really pleased to kind of get to chat to you there, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was great because obviously this this kind of all came about and stemmed from that nice kind of uh, social interaction we get with the running and stuff. But um, uh, Natalie, if I come to you first, um, perhaps maybe uh, it would be a good idea for, for you to introduce yourself and and maybe tell, tell us a little bit about your role. Um, at the national running show and and also maybe stuff like whether you're you're a runner yourself and, and if not what kind of other hobbies and stuff are, are you into sure yeah no problem so i joined the national running show team about two i can't remember about two and a half years ago two years ago um and because i've worked with mike for many many years in fact Mike always laughs because he's got me every single job I've ever had. Um, and a couple of years ago, I contacted him, can I come and work for you? And he's like, yeah, no worries. So I started working a couple of days a week and absolutely loved the show. And so now I work, work on, on the National Running Show South, the National Running Show Birmingham, and our newly launched um, US event, the Run Show, um, over in Boston. Um, yeah, so my role is group event director. So I basically oversee um, all of like working with all of our sponsors and exhibitors and partners. And I work closely with the marketing and operations team, just basically to bring the whole show together so that we have a fantastic array of exhibitors um, and partners at the show. Um, and then we make sure that we bring obviously hundreds and hundreds of visitors to the event and uh, hopefully well as you've seen before at our previous shows it's a fantastic couple of days so it's uh yeah we're, I'm currently working on the national running well I work on all three shows all year round but my main focus at the moment is our national running show south which is on the 17th and 18th of July in Farnborough okay. um and it's lining up to be an awesome event actually we've had a, a year off event thanks to covid so we're super excited for this show and everyone it's lining up to be an awesome event so i'll tell you a little bit more about it shortly but you asked about my running background um yeah. 
in my interview with Mike, which was a very informal interview, but I did say, I don't really like running. Does that matter? Um, <laughs> and he, he laughed and was like, you will. And lo and behold, I do run now. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put myself on the same sort of goals as you guys that run serious distances. I'm very much a sort of five and 10K runner, but I actually ran my first half marathon in January in lockdown. Just hey, I congrats. I will. Thank you. I, uh, which I'm super proud of myself for that. So yeah, I'm very much a casual runner. I don't tend to get involved in huge amounts of events, but I've started to do a few and I, and I, yeah, I really enjoy running actually, but uh, I'm not sure I'm ready for a marathon or anything crazy like that yet. I think I'll just stick to my five and 10Ks and I've got a half marathon booked in... Oh, it's moved in August, I think it is. Oh, excellent. That, that's really great to hear. And I'm, I'm pleased that you found the running. Obviously, I could uh, sit and, and preach about it for ages. But that, yeah, I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, Mike, I, I know you run quite a bit. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about maybe um, Raccoon Events, how it started, uh, and a bit about your own running too, and, and, and what you do at the National Running Show? Sure. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've organized exhibitions all of my life. Um, and I used to run them all over the world on all sorts of things. And I, I was running events in the payments industry, which was not exactly inspirational for me, but you <laughs> yeah. know, it was a good job. Um, and I, I had this love of running. I went to a marathon expo and I, it just occurred to me that there were so many brands trying to sell me stuff or, or persuade me to try new things. And the marathon expos were usually the day before or the week before the race. And, and it just felt like the wrong time. Um, we all know that as runners, you really want to integrate stuff into your training plan. You don't try anything new on race day. Um, mm. So I kind of had the idea, well, what if this show happened in January? Um, I left my safe corporate job, took a roll of the dice, um, set up with a few mates in, in a shed at the end of my garden, wow. and watched the National Running Show. And it was the scariest thing I have ever done because I've, you know, I've got a young family, um, my wife's super supportive, um, but yeah, it was a huge risk. And I remember the day of the first show and it, it we had 12 and a half thousand people show up at the first show, but the night before I had no idea how many people would show up and I woke up and it was snowing and I, I was terrified. I was walking around the show and I didn't dare look anybody in the eye because you know, we had literally hundreds of people who turned up to this show that I'd made up from my shed um wow. and and then when my wife walked past me in the aisle she said look just go to the front of the show and I went to the front of the show and it was snowing outside but we still had I think it was three and a half thousand people queuing before the doors had opened just waiting for us to open the doors because we had Kelly Holmes opening that year and it was okay. the best feeling that I've ever had um it was amazing um and since then obviously it's grown and it does you know it's sort of twenty seven and a half thousand visitors now and about 300 exhibitors and it's it's really cool. Um, and I love it because running is my hobby and my job. Um, yeah. So running wise, I'm, as, as you know, I, a pretty average ultra runner. Um, I love doing long distance races. It's, it's really exciting for me to see how far I can push myself, um, mm -hmm. mainly because of the amount of food that you're allowed to eat while you're doing it. Oh, yeah, the best bit. <laughs> yeah. So it's just for me, it's a very long ambling picnic. Um, but yeah, I've got quite a... Um, I've done 100 miler and I'm, I'm going to try and do two more this year. So that that's my level, but I do them very slow. Excellent. Mike. That's, that's great. I, I love that story. I just think it's, you know, like you say, it was quite kind of scary listening to that, you know, the risk you took kind of uh, diving into that and kind of quitting the job and stuff, but amazing. It's paid off really well. And 
like I said earlier, the show, the shows are, are hugely successful. And if there's anything runners like doing, they're like gathering and talking about running and, and looking at running stuff. So uh, you're onto a winner there for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, how far we've come as well. So, I mean, now we're in a proper office. We've got 19 employees. We do events in different countries. We've got an outdoor show, a snow show, soon to launch a cycling show. Uh, which I don't think I'm supposed to talk about, but there you go, you've got an exclusive. Hey, um, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we've really grown into sort of kind of almost like a, a proper business and we've got grown-ups like Natalie who are really clever and good at their job and it, it, it still is a bit surreal to me because it's so much fun um, and I love it so much. It doesn't feel like it should be a proper job. Mm. No, absolutely i can i can understand that for sure and, and listen mike i'm always impressed we follow each other on social media i'm always impressed um the amount of work you put into your strength and conditioning routines on top of all the running the, the fantastic running that you do um i see all your routines on instagram and stuff can you please just share with me what your secret is to keeping disciplined with all that because i struggle myself to to do anything but run it's just no time <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean i can't say i always do it i I've, I've got a PT who I work with once a week and that makes a massive difference. I know not everybody can do that. And I always try that, that does really help because that makes me do different things. Um, and I always try and take rest days between runs. It's very rare. I back to back run days unless I'm training for something big. Mm. Um, and, off, and on my off days, I just make sure I do something. So I try and do one piece of exercise every day, not because I'm super disciplined or motivated, but because I eat so much food that if I didn't, I would look like Jabba the Hutt. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of, I, you know, I'm kind of a victim of my own eating habits, really. Okay, brilliant, excellent. Um, so listen, if we if we dive straight in, um, perhaps probably more so for the listeners out there um, who might not know anything about the shows or, or who, who haven't been yet. And I know a lot of a lot of the Portsmouth runners have have been up there because I bumped into them uh, when I was up at the show, but. Um, perhaps maybe Natalie, if we come to you, could you give a description of what the show is all about? Um, I know you've mentioned kind of that there are various uh, partners and brands and businesses that you work with that come, but can you give a description of, of what it's like um, just for the listeners out there who, who, who might not know? Absolutely. Um, so I think the lovely thing about the National Running Show is that it's it's literally for every kind of runner. You know, our we always say, no matter you're a runner, no matter how far or fast you go, and there's something for you at our show. So we have, um, you know, the latest. We've got amazing speakers. I can kind of go over who's coming to our next shows. We've got um, lots of exhibitors bringing the latest kit, cutting edge technology. Um, there's race organisers there telling you about the upcoming races in the industry. We've got charities. We've got nutritional brands. So if you're a runner and you have got, you know, whether you're just starting your couch to 5K journey or whether you're, you know, doing your ultra run, you know, your ultra marathons, there'll be something for you at the show, whether that's an amazing sort of presentation you want to listen to from um, an incredible speaker or whether you want to come and like speak to some brands about some of their newest kit on the market. Uh, We also have some quite cool features at the show. So um, at the South show, we've got a strength training zone. Uh, we've got a trail running zone, we've got a run clinic, uh, we've got a recovery zone, we've got all sorts of different zones. So, so you can kind of come in, you know, we, a lot of people turn up in their Lycra and their, and their running trainers and they actually kind of get stuck into some of our features and our sort of in, uh, in interactive um, areas of the show. Um, and I think the nice thing about the event is the kind of exhibitors we have at the show, you know, we get our, our big names that you would, you know, that everyone sort of knows and loves, like, for example... 
Um, runners neither our retail partner and they're bringing the likes of New Balance and On Running and Ron Hill and um, we've got some other sort of big name brands like Underwear and Two Times You and Hoka etc at the show. But we've also got hundreds of much smaller brands that you may not see on the high streets that um, have got some fantastic products that are um, you know to aid you or help you with your running journey that I think mm -hmm. that also makes the show as well. So there's there's so much um, happening across the two days. We often I mean some people come just down for the day but we get a lot of people coming for the full two days because there's so much stuff that they want to see and do at the show so yeah. i think it's very inclusive it's a massive community meetup as well so we get lots of different run clubs um and communities that sometimes especially in the last year have certainly not met up that they'll use our show as a meeting point and we the run cafe in the middle of the show is you know usually where people are arranged sort of gatherings and get togethers to sort of chat with they because they've been following each other on strava or social media and yeah. it's a great way to actually see each other face to face so no so it's a really fantastic show and the Birmingham show in January very similar to the South show but obviously in Birmingham um and um very similar sort of concept and feel so I if you are a runner there is definitely something for you at our show and and we get some fantastic feedback so you should come on down yeah, I couldn't couldn't agree more. One of the things I, I really loved about the show last year was the and, and obviously I had nothing to compare it against, but having the the ultra zone was just was just brilliant. You know, as a, as a long distance uh, runner myself, I, just, I thought it was great. And I, I loved the kind of setup of it where they had those. I think there were some sofas there uh, and they had a talk with um, I think it was Camille Heron and, and Dan Lawson at the time, which was just hilarious. The two of them just kind of yapping <laughs> together. And there was just a real kind of close-knit feeling about it that you could kind of really get in there and just be, you know, up close and, and you could almost, you could hear them talking perfectly fine. They didn't even need a microphone. And yeah, it was, it was brilliant. And I think that was led by the Bad Boy Running Group. Um, yeah, they're brilliant, the Bad Boy Running guys. They'll be there again at the South Show and the Birmingham Show. So they had, yeah, like you say, it was kind of designed a bit like sort of an old man's sitting room with comfy sofas, et cetera. And, yeah. um, and this year they're kind of bringing, they, we're kind of going to go for more of like a bar, like a, a pub feel. So everyone's going to be sitting around having a pint and chatting to each other and doing some cool presentations. So the Bad Boy Running guys have got, um, they've got in the pipeline a really awesome lineup of speakers from ultra runners. Um, yeah, so it's going to be brilliant. They always do a great job. Excellent, excellent. Mike, quickly, maybe over to you just for a second. How have you seen, uh, and this, this is just a just kind of quick quick answer, really. How have you seen the show change over the years? So you said about the about the initial show, when, you know, when it was snowing and, and you still had the thousands of people at the door before it opened and stuff. How has that changed now to to last year's Birmingham show? Has have you seen have you seen it grow a lot? Yeah, so it's um, I mean it's more than I think it's almost tripled um, in size. Oh. And I think that makes a big difference. I think in the first year, some some of the bigger brands came on board, but they you know they didn't really know who we were, so it was quite difficult to persuade them to do it. Um, and actually, over the over the years, that's really changed. We've now got most of the exactly as Natalie said, most of the big brands that you would see in any cool running shop, but we've got their full scale and range because they, they've got more space. Um, and then we've got all of that stuff that you just can't find. So. We, we've it's just grown and by making it bigger it just becomes the coolest running shop that you could ever go to and then chuck into that all of the coolest runners you would ever want to meet and an opportunity to get up close and personal mm. it's become brilliant i think the other the other thing that i've noticed is that people stay longer um yeah. 
like before the first year people were like oh we've only got like half a day but exactly as Natalie said now we have people showing up for the opening because they know that we we often have a little surprise in the queue for the people who get there right at the start and then stick around for the end because we often do an announcement at the end about what's coming next year and things like that so people oh, have kind of learned our way of doing things and if I could give you one piece of advice it would be get there for the start and the end because there's okay. always stuff that happens excellent excellent and yeah I'd, I'd agree kind of seeing seeing your kind of running heroes around and and in Birmingham was it was a really good example like I came up with a friend of mine and when we arrived we we went straight through to to grab a coffee um in in the kind of hut that you had in the corner and walked in grabbed a cup of coffee turned around and and Dean Conazes was uh was standing next to us who was my friend's um kind of running hero if you've obviously read his books and stuff and it's just lovely that um, I think you, you get it generally with the running community anyway, that, that these, these, these guys and, and ladies and, and whoever are, are just willing to talk to you. And, you know, Dean sat and chatted to us for ages. They're all, they're all so um, friendly. The one, the one thing that unites us all as runners, um, regardless of how far or fast you go, is, is, is that you just love running. And mm. no one in there is, is, is egotistical, is hard to deal with even the very best, and I'm talking the real celebrities in running, they will all sit and have a chat with you and they will spend time. I remember Kelly Holmes on the first show and Kelly is headlining the South show in Farnborough as well. Yeah. Um, she, she was employed, I think, to stay for two hours. I think she stayed for pretty much the whole day because she just loved it. She wanted to go around and see all the stores. She loved meeting people and getting selfies and all of that. And it, I, that's just wicked. I think that's so cool. Yeah, that, that's excellent. And and how, how on earth, I have to ask, how on earth did you uh, manage to get Laz Lake over? Because <laughs> it looked, he, he looked, when, when I saw him walking around, he, on, it was it was just great. I mean, I, I couldn't believe he was there. He was wearing the same coat you see, see him in on uh, on uh, YouTube at, uh, at, at Barclay Marathons. But yeah, he just looked bewildered. He was just completely amazed that everyone was kind of coming up to him and, and chatting to him and saying hello. <laughs> I think what was lovely about Laz is he was genuinely surprised at the level of his celebrity over here. Um, okay. And and I think he, I don't think he realized kind of how much of a star he is. Um, so we, we just got in contact with him, flew him over. We, we gave him a little tour around London when he was here because he flew into London. Then we took him up to Birmingham. And, and he is going to come back to a future show as well. So um, we're just, I, I suspect, well, I don't want to give that announcement yet, but yeah, he'll, he'll be back in the next 12 months. Um, Brilliant. Okay. He's such, such a lovely man, loves running. And again, he, he stuck around for the full two days and was, was like a rock star, wasn't he now? I mean, he'd try and go outside for a cigarette and people would just be mumbling. We had to put security on him in the end so that he could get outside. <laughs> I was probably one of those people that were fan, <laughs> fanboying very hard. Yeah, so he's, um, to me, he's, he's definitely like the Stephen King of the running world. You know, he, 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 yeah. he creates some, some real, truly horrific races for people. So <laughs> that's excellent. Listen, um, Natalie, I was going to ask, uh, Tickets. Um, obviously, the the event is ticketed, so you'd need to organise a, a ticket beforehand. Can you get them on the door? And and if so, uh, what kind of different tickets are there, and are, are there different options um, for for people wanting to visit so, the show? Yeah, really easy. It's very inclusive, so you don't, there's not different levels of tickets. It's just one ticket. It's ten pounds, um, and you can go onto the website um, and just click on get my ticket. Um, click on it and follow the information. I would say get your ticket in advance don't leave it till on the day um yeah just 
logistics and organizing etc yeah. um, but no it's very straightforward and once you're in the hall it gives you access to all areas you don't have to have another ticket to go on to see any of the speakers or the stages um it, you know you, you can go across the whole show and listen to any of the talks on on the inspiration stage the, the running skills theater or the ultra zone brilliant that sounds that sounds pretty simple and, and easy to do so uh, yeah everyone out there listening get your tickets as soon as you can um you don't want to be sitting in the queue watching everyone walk inside when you're when you're wanting to be in there and uh, listening to all the great stuff and seeing all the all the fantastic brands and, and stalls that are out there so um I, I guess very very quickly as well you are on social media so there's somewhere that uh, people can follow the national running show on instagram perhaps maybe a, a, your website as well yeah no I, I, well the website is nationalrunningshow.com um on instagram we're national running show and the same on facebook and twitter i believe Natalie. okay Brilliant. I guess people. Yeah, people. And it's worth mm. following us because we're we're always we work with a lot. Of, so on my side, I work with a lot of clients that are forever doing competitions and giveaways. In fact, I think last week there was um, the opportunity to win five brand new New Balance trainers, and I know Runderwear are doing a big opportunity to win a two hundred pound voucher uh, for their kit. So it's definitely worth following us on social media because there's lots of exciting competitions, and we know runners like a freebie. So there's um, yeah. <laughs> definitely worth, so, definitely worth yeah. a follow don't we all don't we all yeah um listen guys thank you so so much um yeah i just want to just want to say from from all of us listening thank you for everything you do for the national running shows um and as someone who's now experienced it firsthand uh, i can honestly honestly say it was it was brilliant it was really good so huge well done to you and your teams and and also all the brands and running communities that uh, that, are, that are making it such a huge success and i wish you all the best with um all the future shows coming up uh, runners of portsmouth get your tickets um Good luck with, all, with the year ahead and hopefully see you up there. I'll, I'll definitely try and find you guys and say hello. Awesome. Thanks, Thank Daniel. Thanks for It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Take care. I am pleased to welcome onto the show this week, local ultra runner, uh, Paul Pickford. Paul, welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. How are you keeping? Hi, Daniel. Um, I'm keeping very well. Thank you very much for inviting me. Oh, it's a pleasure, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. And, uh, you know, we've got this beautiful, glorious day outside. And um, have you have you done much running this week? Have you been out today? Uh, not today, but I am due out this afternoon after this and after a, a, another appointment. But yes, I'll be out this afternoon. Nice one. Are you, uh, are you going anywhere far? Uh, no, just over towards Sullet. The blue bells are looking pretty good in the woods over there. So it's nice oh, to be over there at this time of year. Of course, bluebells. I, I, I keep forgetting. I, I used to run at work, obviously, with, with COVID. That's not happened. But we always used to go out into the forest at this time of year and to see the bluebells. And I've, I've just completely forgotten about it. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's usually quite stunning out when you find a nice trail with bluebells. It is. You've got a couple of win weeks uh, window to get the uh, to get them because they, yeah. uh, they don't last long. Yeah, they tend they tend to go quite quickly. But listen, I've I've been meaning yeah. to get you on the show for a while now, um, Paul, and and I'm really really pleased that we've kind of finally managed to to put it together because your your name always comes up in conversation, what it has done <laughs> a number of times over the years, and I I think I've had talks with, with with various runners over the years, and yeah, you just seem to pop up a lot, and I think we know a lot of runners in common, but sadly we've never actually kind of crossed paths, and um, it would have been nice to kind of have a run oh. at some point, as I was saying earlier, but. I see your posts um, socially online. We, we follow each other on, on Instagram and stuff. And I do always yep. love your your views from my shoes tagline, which is a, <laughs> a really interesting take on the kind of like the scenery that, that we often run through. Mm. It's, yeah, that's a, a bit of a strange, that's a bit of a strange one because I'm not really sort of Insta aware and everything, but 
some somebody told me a long time ago you've got to have a tagline so people follow it and, yep. and i don't know that just that that just became it for some reason so now if it's a, a nice view everyone's got to sit down and cross their feet and it's just ridiculous <laughs> really no i think it's i think it's great you know and and, and if, if there's any evidence that you're you know that your friend who told you that um you know to prove that it's true it, it does actually work because whenever i see your posts now i'm like ah where's the uh, where's the view from from paul shoes now so so i'm always kind of like <laughs> looking out for it which is great so uh Fair yeah, enough. it's I, managed it's managed to go across different countries as well it's just ridiculous you know i've been away with work and sort of been in the mountains of romania and it's oh use my shoes and excellent I, I love it i think it's great um i follow this this um it just reminds me a little bit with kind of like the, the way it rhymes um i follow a, a youtuber which which you may or may not have seen um seth james Demore, who's a, a runner out in the, in the u.s and he All always right. did a lot of his video blogs from his studio which he now calls his studio which i think is great <laughs> ah. so, it's like one of those taglines that you just kind of like don't forget. But but anyway, I've, listen, I've also seen you reference so many times in 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 running blogs and people's kind of like post race reports because obviously racing myself, I, I I tend to go online and look at various articles about you know big events that I'm doing to find out you know how people have managed to get through it. And I've seen you come up various times with you know where you've paced people or or, or bumped into somebody in a race and. Yeah, people always have very nice things to say about you, Paul. <laughs> have you have you ever looked at some of those yourself or, or read them? I've so I've read a few. Yes, uh, I I know that they exist. They're they're not so kind to me at three o'clock in the morning when I'm shouting at them and they're trying to go to the toilet in the woods. <laughs> I I bet I bet. So yeah. so part of part of my sort of ethos of running is that you know I've I've achieved a level that I've achieved, whether that be good or bad. But one of the one of the real things I get out of running is helping people to achieve their goals. Okay. And maybe that's what becomes apparent in that, you know, I'm always there to support people. So mm, no, I think I think that's great. And yeah, it was a very apparent in, in the info you sent me before. And and obviously, you know, what I've seen and, and heard from people as well, that, that that is true with your running. So that, I think that's that's fantastic. And it's it's great, isn't it? It's just kind of what the running community is all about, really. Is um not oh, yeah. only getting there yeah, yourself, not... but kind of sharing it. Yeah, it's never about, to me, it's never about beating that time, unless it's the time you set yourself to beat. It's not about beating other people. Mm. It's about making sure that everyone you know, everyone achieves what they need to achieve, basically. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, I always like my guests to kind of get a chance to introduce themselves, Paul. And and this is one of those questions, you know, if you're in a meeting at work, you always just, just put your head in your hand. You're like, oh, no, please, I don't have to introduce myself. But <laughs> I'm hoping you can kind of tell us um, a little bit about yourself as a person and a runner and just maybe a, a brief description. It could even be like perhaps maybe what, you, what your mates might think of you or say of you, but uh, whatever you want to include, go for it. But tell us a bit about yourself and maybe a little bit about the running and distances you do. Okay, so Paul Pickford, I'm a, I'm a health and safety professional, which kind of is poacher turned gamekeeper in a way from the sort of things I do outside of work. Okay. Um, so how did I get started? What do I do? Um, so so why do I run? I, I run because, to be honest, I like the mental health aspect of it. I yep. don't think there's many days go by that I don't want to finish work and just, I don't know, get that fresh air and understand that there's more to life than a desk and a, and a job and any kind of stress. And it all kind of goes away when I run. So that's good. Yep. Um, I've, been, I've been running for quite a few years now, probably about. 18 something like that i started running when i was quite 
quite obese, quite fat, and my children were very small. Um, kind of started running to show them that you could achieve anything. Um, didn't want to be a fat dad in the playground. So, okay. But then I took that, kind of took that to a bit of an extreme, I suppose, because then they started not seeing me because I was out running for miles. But, you know, Interesting that's, um, point, yeah. Yeah, and, and and strangely enough, now when I reflect, because I'm I'm a little bit older now, my children are well, they're adults now. Um, I actually wonder if I was a bit selfish because I was training really hard when they were kind of five and seven, and um, but but they turned out really well, and they know that if they put their mind to things, they can achieve it. You know, I, I I'm very proud of the fact that both the children can think about that kind of aspect of it. Well, if Dad did it, kind of thing. And, and they're doing pretty well with what they're choosing to do. So, you know, yeah. from my point of view, that's that's a total win. That's such an interesting point uh, you, you you strike there, Paul. And, and so, sorry to interrupt you there, but no, no. You know, even just saying it there, you've you've really made you've struck a nerve basically within me because I kind of feel the same way. I've got young kids, and you know, when they've been growing up as well over the last few years, I've been training really hard and been out those early mornings. Um, and it's like mm-hmm. little things that when my son wakes up early in the morning, he goes and watches some cartoons and I kind of like a lot of the early mornings, I haven't really been there to, to go and sit with him and spend the time with him and, and eat his breakfast with him and stuff. And I think at the same time, you're also kind of like being a role model, I guess, and kind of showing children that they can achieve what they want to achieve well, and then, you know, through work, hard work. Yeah, I'm trying, you know, for, coming from parents that kind of, maybe not forced is a hard word, but kind of forced me into some things I didn't particularly want to do. I've never pushed my children to do anything. And strangely enough, it's come full circle now. So my son has started running and we run together. In fact, I hadn't seen him for five months before last weekend. So we had okay. Christmas and we had uh, a run as well. And my daughter's um, started taking up canoeing, which is really incredible. So, you know, having never pushed anything, they've just seen me doing things and uh, and they're, they're all joined. They're both joining in now. So it's great. Brilliant. That's, that's excellent. Um, and what, what kind of distances do you run, Paul? <laughs> um, Without getting into the races, during, the races themselves. <laughs> okay. So, so during a normal working week, just standard stuff. I don't like to go long in any way, shape or form during the working week because I get too tired. But weekends, it's always good to try and do some kind of marathon-ish distance. Uh, check out new trails you know get the train to Winchester and find a way home or get the train to Petersfield find the way home it's it's not really about the mileage so much it's just about being out there and and enjoying the countryside but I'd say standardly I'm running maybe a 20 25 miler a week okay okay so yeah it's brilliant and and obviously I think you do quite a quite a fair bit of um, weekend long runs because I always see your posts kind of from from the weekend yeah Good. yeah i've kind of um i've i've uh, ganged up with a friend of mine paul coates and we um he seems to be quite uh quite adapt very very good with his uh, youtube stuff and his videos and films and so we we kind of rub off each other pretty well and Brilliant. just have a good laugh good laugh really that's excellent that's excellent um have you always lived in in hampshire it's i think it's up in near, near fairham and stuff that you're you kind of do most yeah of your I'm, I'm 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 purchased away now, but uh, I was born and lived in Canterbury for quite a few years. Um, okay. But left left there when I met my wife. So. Okay. Settled settled for sunny Hampshire. Cool, excellent, and it is yeah. I I love Hampshire. I think it's great. There's just yeah, it's got everything you need in it. So, but... <laughs> so I, I I mean I live in Porchester. It's kind of the same sort of scenario I lived in in Faversham when I was in 
Kent, but uh, I love the fact that you can run along the sea, you can run around the harbours, and then you can, within a couple of miles, be over the hills and in those bluebells or in those woods. It's mm. just incredible. Lovely. Love it. Excellent. Well, that gives us kind of like an idea of um, of who you are as a person, what kind of work you do and stuff like that. And just, just one last quick question. Does the job and the running ever have any crossover? Ever got anybody at work into running or, or lunchtime runs or anything like that? <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It seems to be quite infectious. I end up, the, the people do take up running that, that are sort of uh, near me. Either they think I'm a complete nut and nuts and don't talk to me about it. Yeah. I don't talk about it at work, but I do do it. And um, yeah, I've normally got a couple of people in tow. So you'll probably see from my uh, Strava, I have a, a friend called Ben that runs one morning a week and I just, uh, we call it WTF o'clock. And uh, I kind of beast him around Cam's golf course or something like that. So brilliant. It's all good. It's all Excellent. good. He started his, he started his, in brackets, journey towards uh, the sort, same sort of thing I did. You know, he's got a small, young family and stuff. So Okay. Excellent. That's great. That's great. You get to share that. Um, from the running yeah. history you sent me, uh, Paul, it's like pretty apparent that you've had like so many, so many running adventures and I'm keen to get into those <laughs> uh, in a, in a bit. Okay. And obviously one of the passions that you had, which you, you kind of touched on earlier was helping others um, achieve their goals, uh, helping, helping yeah. other people get, get to their races, get to their finish lines, helping with obviously with training and conversations during those runs as well, which is great. But one of the um, people that you've run with, um over the last few years has actually been a guest on the show as well and i wanted to mention him quickly is um richard twos uh, oh yes yeah yeah so how did how did you yeah. get to meet richard and 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 can you tell us a little bit about the running that you've done with him because it was all um based around his training and and race lead up to the tra the transplant games that's that's right so he um he was a i believe he did a talk to my my late now mother-in-law um for sort of raising money for charity Okay. And um, she kind of said, well, you need to talk to Paul because he uh, he runs. So we ended up sort of talking to each other. And then he said, he said, there's this thing. I, I, he'd done it before, the transplant games. Um, but he's also partially sighted and he registered blind. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he needed a buddy runner. So we started doing kind of park run and things like that. And uh, he, he didn't thank me very much because I quite often made him run through the puddles without him knowing. <laughs> kind of kind of sadistic like that but um okay. but he got he got faster and better and yes we went to liverpool and we took part now forgive me i can't remember if it was the 400 meters or 800 meters but okay. we did he, he did bag a, a, a silver um or we did but uh, he did comment afterwards that not many people um that don't have transplants or aren't blind have a, a silver medal for the transplant games so wow it's quite strange that's that's in, that's incredible that you were kind of part of that um, of that achievement and that and that story. I think it's great. And do you have any plans to to run with Richard again soon? Because I know he was picking up his training recently. I believe he is picking up. He hasn't been in touch yet, but um, I know he's getting. I've, again, I follow him on uh, Strava. He's getting faster, and he's. Uh, I think I I have had a chat with him in the last few months. I think he's lost he's lost some weight and he's getting back into it. So yeah. Okay. Good. I love I love Richard's attitude towards running. You know, obviously he's been on the show and and his interviews available on on the podcast. If anybody wants to listen to it, they they can go and search for it. But he's um you know through what he's been through and his and his story was was pretty damn emotional when when we recorded mm. it here in in my house. But um yeah through what he's faced, um the fact that he gets out there and just pounds pounds the pavements like us all is is just amazing because obviously he struggles with 
being um, being partially sighted and stuff. And he's told me some Absolutely. stories where you know we've we've had a giggle together. He's he's basically said, you know, it's difficult when they erect new lampposts and stuff and bins because he he finds <laughs> out they're there the hard way if the sun's out. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless him. But um, no, no, very, very good. And obviously, um, other people you know as well. You know my co-host uh, quite well, I believe, Dave David Harvey, and he does send his regards because he he knew this recording was happening. Uh, I've met Dave Harvey. It's a bit strange, actually. The times I meet Dave Harvey, he's probably going the other way on some sort of out and back thing. Okay. He's about five hours ahead of me, but normally, <laughs> or he's looking absolutely <laughs> shattered. One or the other. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah, Shout out to you too, Dave brilliant brilliant yeah i'll, I'll definitely uh, tell him when i see him next as well yeah yeah dave and i've got kind of got to know each other over the years as well through the running and yeah he's just an, an awesome dude an awesome runner and i think yeah. i've got a i've got a, definitely a lot to learn uh, to learn from dave because he, he he's of, definitely one, okay one of those really small world things is that he went to school in canterbury not far from where i was born and lived so ah, very strange okay very strange. okay maybe you've um I don't know if you ever played cricket. I think Dave used to play cricket, if I remember correctly. I don't oh, know no. Ever... <laughs> no, definitely not. No. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Paul, listen, we've 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 had a had a bit of a chat, bit of a catch up, find out a little bit more about your running and, and people we know in common and stuff like that. But I'm keen to kind of maybe step in our, our my little virtual time machine and jump back a few years because obviously, okay, all this activity stuff started somewhere for you, and and I believe it wasn't the running where it started um with regards to kind of the the great outdoors and where your passion lies and stuff but you used to do no another activity other than running so maybe you can kind of kind of go into that and and maybe how it kind of became running yeah i um way back and it's sort of talk about cricket i mean i've never been a ball sport person coming from a a family where my father and my brother were really into golf and football and everything like that never really fancied it yeah. i got myself into canoeing Oh, I don't know, it must have been about 11 or 12 years old and um, kind of just kept kept at canoeing and became one of the youngest um, canoeing instructors at about, I think I was 15. Wow, okay. And then I kind of, I kind of started um, doing these school outward bound things and I ended up um, going on a trip to the Alps to do a bit of everything and some canoeing. And I absolutely loved the whitewater canoeing out there in the um, near Briançon in the Durance Basin French Alps and um sort of leading on from that the kind of I, I kept instructing um I met um some people that taught canoeing at Canterbury University and they asked me I was only 16 by about then 16 17 they asked me to teach all their people and go with them on trips and things and that yeah. kind of led to me leading expeditions in Wales and Devon and sort of whitewater rivers and things like that so I kind of got into that. that's how I met my wife um and, oh, and several and several good friends um which i still keep in touch with now can i just quickly um, ask and, and interrupt quickly just so that um, yeah go on just in case anybody's kind of wondering because i because i do myself a little bit when you say white water canoeing kayaking um is it is it white water because it's kind of stuff that's quick and and like rapid life? sorry yes yeah rapids and um when it, when i sort of turned 17 18 and i got my own car I, I decided to start taking on waterfalls and things like that. So wow. I've um, I've kayaked quite a few waterfalls in the UK, um, and that kind of led on to sort of I don't know. I suppose in a way, a bit like running, you kind of wonder what's next, what your body can do, what you can push yourself to do. Mm-hmm. So I did do some um, a fair few grade six rivers, which is the kind of top end, which is where you 
you know, you stand a chance of not making it at the other end. You know, you, you're going through rocks and waterfalls and things. And I had um, one of the reasons I stopped canoeing as well was because I started getting hurt. I'd quite often ring my wife and say, I'm in um, Brecon Hospital. Can you come and bring me a book? You know, something Gosh. like that. It, it didn't really work too well. Um, but yeah, I started, um, really went into that. And uh, I was approached to see if I wanted to go on. Um, British uh, colleges because I was doing my apprenticeship by then my British colleges uh, descent of the Colorado through the Grand Canyon wow. so I was fortunate enough fortunate enough to do that in 1992 and that was the whole length uh, unsupported or supported by raft but we didn't see anyone else for 12 days that was about 230 miles I believe my memory wow. serves me so how does that that was an incredible how does that differ like like being on the water being on on such a long kind of expedition like that through the grand through the gang can you how, how does that like compare to like a you know a hundred mile when you're out through the night and stuff i mean are you stopping in the in the kayak are you, yeah I, I i'd say it probably compares more to a multi-day okay it, it's your kind of marathon de Saab version kind of thing so gotcha. you're, you're you're paddling all day you're finding a beach that you can um rest up on and then you know you well the rafters would turn on the tequila and then you'd uh, wake up the next morning and carry on so, okay cool sorry so, sorry to interrupt there yeah yeah do, do carry on <laughs> but um 92 was a strange year because that was the year i, I went and done that but uh, at the same time a very good friend of mine was doing the same kind of trials to try and run um to do the bio bio in chile the river bio bio okay. and unfortunately while whilst he was during his selection for that he uh, he drowned Ooh, so okay. uh it, it kind of changed my my view on canoeing after that i mean w with that in the same year that i went to the colorado it was kind of a a bit of sweet kind of adventure so okay. after that anyway sort of getting too deep there after that um carried on canoeing for a few years um i led a a white water waterfall kayaking expedition to corsica in 1996 okay uh, again nearly lost a friend there he stopped canoeing after that wow um and when I came back, that was actually pretty much that night. I was with my girlfriend in Canterbury. Um, and I said, come on, then, let's move to Hampshire. So I threw my job in the next day and we moved down here. And wow. that's that. Got married, had kids. But Jeez. the kind of canoeing stopped there and then, really. Okay. So I guess, yeah, those kind of sharp things that happen in life kind of make you re rethink things. And is, is that, I mean, yeah. is, the, is the whitewater kayaking a dangerous sport? I mean, is it still like that today? Is it... Is... <sighs> Yeah, it, well, it is dangerous at the top end, but now, I mean, I, I kayak with my daughter and we go in the harbour and I'm teaching her slowly because I want her to be good yeah. rather than have some kind of risks later on if she if I'm not yeah. there. Um, you know, so it, it's placid now. We we just take it as a chill out, small surf trips and things like that. I, I don't think I'll ever be going off any waterfalls again, that's for sure. Okay, okay. But, uh, it's become uh, quite a popular thing, I think, right now. The you know, obviously, stand-up paddleboarding and kayaking and canoeing. Yes. It's, um, it's all kind of become yeah. very relaxed, focused, and very kind of you know, I'm just going to go and chill out for a couple of hours in the harbour. It's it's quite nice. Yeah, I do. I do wonder if the canoeing aspect is why, whenever I see water on a run, I end up in it. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, when you were doing all that stuff, you were you. Were, i'm sure you have to be extremely fit to be able to do that many days in succession canoeing and stuff like that but yeah absolutely, when you stopped, absolutely 
when you stopped and had and got married had kids it kind of things seemed to change from from the story you sent me from the information you sent me yeah beforehand. no ab- absolutely before i was married i um i don't particularly like my wedding photos because i look uh, i look huge um but yeah when the children were born it was it was time to change i i've got um I've got a family history of high blood pressure and things. And the doctor said, you know, you're aiming the same way. Here's the tablets or, or go and get fit. So I kind of embraced that, that get fit again. And that's, that's what brought on the running. And to be honest, that's why it still carries on because I just don't want to stop. I don't want to take tablets. I don't want to be that bracket of person. I just want to keep going. So. Yeah, well, I'm mean, kudos to you for kind of turning things around because it sounded like you were in you, you you were in a bad way at some points and obviously a bad headspace as well. But you've done really well to kind yeah. of you know go go where you've gone and and take the running where you've taken it, which which obviously we're gonna, we're going to get into now. And I'm going to ask you about some of, some of these <laughs> events you've done because there are so many. Um, okay. But who, I was interested to find out. You said that when you started the running, you you started with a local runner. Was that some um, anybody you still keep in touch with or, or anybody we might we might know? No, it it is a, it is a chap. In, in fact, his name was Steve Wright, but okay. uh, he doesn't run. He doesn't run anymore. He's he's had several sort of medical issues. Okay. But he was he was like the local runner that was really into doing tough guy back in the day, which right. obviously was the forerunner of tough mudder and all these other things. And um, he he kind of got me into really wanting bling, so I started thinking, oh, I can get bling medals love it so we started doing that and that was sort of trashy muddy wet horrible stuff running through stinging nettles <laughs> and that's kind of where i still am really <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that, that's great i just I, you know the reason why i ask about people is because you kind of never know who you're going to bump into one day and stuff but that's that's oh, interesting see, yeah. to know that's that's brilliant and i guess i guess you know you know i don't, I don't know the story with with steve and how, and how you were running but i guess maybe that could have had an, imp- an impact on your passion for helping others because obviously he's kind of been out with you running and um kind of got you back in. yeah no you're right you're right he helped me so maybe maybe deep down that's what i'm always doing is helping other people hmm. but it is the way I, I really get a serious kick out of helping people i love it absolutely yeah. love it that's, that's brilliant that's brilliant it's, it's excellent uh so racing um you've done a lot of very big races actually i was looking through through the list you sent me and um i'm gonna i'm gonna quickly run through them but i'd like to maybe just ask a couple of questions about each one and obviously okay when we go on our run one day which we're which we're, we're going to plan at some point and i'm sure it's going to happen i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you thousands more questions about each one but <laughs> you've done the gb ultra race across across scotland and i don't know much about that race but but hopefully you can tell us a little bit about it in a minute but you've done grand union canal race um you've done yep. all four centurion hundred mile races um yeah. i assume not as one slam but maybe se- separate years. no no one one a year four year slam <laughs> brilliant brilliant you've done marathon de sable as you said before in 2007 um which yeah. i think was your because I, I always use the the duv statistic website for ultra runners and i think that was your first ultra i'm not sure it was I, I did a i did a 52 miler as a qualification mentally to know that i could do the long day there cool. and i ran my first marathon training for that as well Okay. Okay. Brilliant. And then you've obviously done um, quite a few kind of multi-day challenge events and like those tough guy races and stuff that you mentioned as well. And, yeah. and I'm sure probably a few 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons in between. <laughs> quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. we with 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 most of my guests on the show, and it's no different with you, we could sit and chat about races for ages. But uh, I guess maybe <laughs> to to dig into a, 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 just a couple of questions on each, um, we could start with with the marathon to Sable because we've had. 
Um, Del Roberts on the show. Do you know Del? Hey, I know Del. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously he did it too. I think in 2016, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. So just yeah, just keen to kind of hear about about your experience in, in in the desert, maybe just just for a couple of minutes, and tell us kind of how the how the what the race what the race is, how it was. Was it was it difficult? Was it one of the most hardest you've been to? Because it's obviously tagged as the the hardest foot race in the world, as as a lot of them yeah. are. Yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> so, so just as a quick potted history, I was I was watching television and uh, with my wife, and I was sort of into running these ten k's in New Forest, ten milers and things. And uh, Ben Fogel was doing the marathon de Saab, and I, I said yes. to my wife, if he if he can do it, I can. And she said, go on then. So, uh, brilliant. As as I said before, the children were very small, and I had no money. So I wrote a begging letter to my boss and uh, and he paid the deposit, the non-returnable deposit and said, get on with it. And so that, wow. that's why I ran my first marathon training for that. So that, that scared the life out of me. But um, yes, I think if you're new to ultra distance running, it is the toughest thing on earth. Okay. Uh, toughest race on earth. Um, yeah, it was very emotional. Uh, I was never quite prepared for the, the letters I'd get from people um telling me that they're watching me and things like that um my daughter sent me a message when she must have been about five and said oh. uh, have you been have you been bitten by any animals dad love you you know that kind of thing and <laughs> Such you, a you're thing. in the middle of yeah you're in the middle of the Sahara desert you're hurting you're, you're popping your own blisters and you're trying to sleep properly and you get crazy things like that I love it um, when kids come out with that stuff I do <laughs> oh absolutely mental so Unfortunately, Marathon de Sable 2007 is one of the worst ones for they, they actually lost a French runner. He uh, he died in his sleep on the um, on the longest night, um, oh. which obviously made everyone in the whole sort of area very sad. Lots yeah. of sat phones being used back then. Not many mobile phones available back then, really, for that sort of thing. OK. Um, and the the race organizers flew in a cold can of Pepsi for everyone to try and lighten the mood, which was really weird. But, you know. Wow. Strangely enough, it worked, but I can't, I can't sort of put the value of a person down to a can of cold Pepsi and not no. going. To. Gosh, that must have been shocking. Um, yeah. But and in true tradition of the things that you have to fill out before you go out there as to where your body will be uh, repatriated to and things like that, they flew the family straight out there. We saw the family. We met them that day. So, okay, it was uh, very strange, very strange affair. But, that must um, change. That must change the dynamics of the entire entire event. Really, it must have played on your mind a lot. Yeah, it turned it really into a, a kind of teamwork event to get everyone across the line. Yeah. You know, stuff was handed around. I mean, it is anyway, you know, that sort of event, people give what they can. Even though you're carrying everything you've got, they, you give mm. what you can. Yeah. Um, but it was more, you know, people were pulling each other along and things like that. So it was great. It was good to see. Brilliant, brilliant. But you enjoyed it. Any plans to go back and, and do it again or, or are you done with it? Net. No, never again. I told okay. my wife when I finished that that I would never go back, and I, I promise I won't. So okay, it, it would never it would never be the same anyway. I don't think. So yeah, it's interesting you say that. It's like uh, I think the the first time um the first time certainly I ran a hundred miles was there was such a hunger for it and such a desire mm -hmm. to do it, and I've as much as I try and kid myself that that I'm that my head is focused and, and, and doing it again it's never quite the same the second time around so maybe it's this maybe it's the same with going to an event like that um, yeah, I try really hard not to do things twice unless I fail <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah you got you got to try and find your your like your unique selling points or your or your, your unique desire points to do something and uh, yeah you know. yeah cool so Absolutely. 
I was going to ask you about the Centurion races because it's interesting about Centurion. They're just uh, uh, strange to say it as a, as a race um, kind of uh, if, uh, organization, but they seem to be everywhere right now. And uh, I think they've really kind of pulled together as a running community. They've got this kind of special group or, or, or surroundings around it because obviously it's run by James Elson and he's, I think he does yeah. a fantastic job kind of organizing the events and, it's like a, I, I find it a quite a good learning place to learn about how to how to run long distances. Um, I think you're I think you're absolutely right there because they they do tend to make it possible. You know the the mm. the um the trails are way marked. The the food stations are just fantastic. One of the things that I think stands it out above others that I've done is the fact that the people that work the aid stations are ultra runners. Yeah ultimately most of them are earning their place for the next year which is fair enough but you know when you when you change somebody's clothes at three o'clock in the morning because they're hypothermic but you know why you're doing it and you know you, you you're kicking them out of an aid station yeah. they they do thank you for it you know yeah really good point and and you see that from all the comments that, that are posted mm, on absolutely. people's race reports you know thank you to so-and-so who you would you know without your help I, I would have i would have quit and stuff like that you, you see it a lot um, on those posts yeah but... I've, I've i've marched a few out of aid stations <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah yeah oh dear paul what are you doing on the 24th of july and I, I might need you in uh, <laughs> along the Kent which, which one which... oh i was going to say i'm i'm uh i am crew and pacer for another runner this year on all of the centurions so. uh Oh, okay. Well, so, so you'll be at the South Downs Way and, and North Downs Way? Yeah, so. yeah. You'll, you'll okay. see me there if you're there. Excellent. I think I'm going to be crewing or helping at the South Downs Way 100. So, um, oh, cool. I just, I'll probably see you, in a, see you in a car park. Yeah. Do you know, I'm actually really looking forward to it, but in 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 a comical, sadistic way, um, I'm because I know <laughs> what it takes to get through those races, I'm actually looking forward to seeing a lot of my friends who I'm not crewing for um mm -hmm. suffer a little bit you know it's like come on guys you can do this you've got this you know i'm, I'm going to be i'm going to be helping them as well and hopefully cheering them on but there is kind of like a little bit of a sadistic side of me to kind of see what it looks like from the outside and, and yeah no see what I, understand. Faces... I did yeah i did the south downs way the year that i ran gb scotland ultra scotland and the south downs way 100 was my my um my warm-up event so when okay. i finished that I got home and I went out for a 5k run straight afterwards. And that was probably what? the most foolish thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, so. <laughs> jeez. Okay. <laughs> but you've got to feel the burn, haven't you? You've got to know what it's going to hurt. So that is, that is true it. as well. Yeah. You've got to practice what, um, yeah, practice what's exactly. going on. If, if, if you, if you can't, if you can't welcome the pain when you don't have to, then when it really comes to it, you're not going to make it. So. Mm. No, absolutely I, I agree did you do a did, was it a 5k pb by any chance <laughs> no <laughs> it wasn't even a crouch down for views from my shoes photo nothing no <laughs> just get it done just get it done yeah for sure god that must have hurt um yeah i mean it, interesting you you know to talk about the south downs way 100 and, and i'm sure a few listeners who who were doing it for their first time and, and perhaps maybe even their first 100 mile race um the terrain on that race is absolutely for me perfect as a as a teacher yes. it dictates to you when to hike it dictates to you when to walk um it yep. is just the for me it's the, just the perfect 100 miler it's it's amazing do you would you agree with that I to, I, yeah i totally agree if you were ever to tell somebody in an ultra walk the hills run the flats and downs that's the south downs way yeah if you if you compare it to the north downs way just stay in the pub a weekend and don't do it basically <laughs> i've heard that so many times about the north downs way <laughs> 
Yeah. It's got so many so many wonky steps and horrible drops and oh, it's just nasty. Yeah, Dave's all, Dave, Dave, like has a, Dave has a few choice uh, choice swear words for the North Downs Way 100, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen him on it. I might have seen him swearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and listen, <laughs> I guess very quickly, any advice to to the listeners for um for taking on their first 50s and 100s this year? Any uh any any sound advice for for Ooh. particularly the Centurion ones? Ooh. Okay. So probably the standard stuff don't go out fast because that's ridiculous. Don't try and follow anyone else. Yeah. Uh, walk the hills, walk every hill, no matter what gradient it is, because at mile 12, you can run up it, but at mile 89, you won't. Yeah, um, absolutely. So flats and downs, jog, jog the flats and downs. Yeah, I'm not going to come up with some crazy sort of one-liner, but that's it. Brilliant. All good, all, all good advice. Hopefully, you know, hopefully maybe someone out there who's running it one day will, will hear back and think, oh, Paul, Paul on, <laughs> Paul on the show. He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, the the one the one catch line I did use for quite a few years when I was at uh, when I was captain at Fairham Running Club as well is uh, just don't be shit. But, Perfect, you know, don't be shit. I tell tell yourself that Steve, when you're running. That's don't one of Steve shit. Way's mottos, isn't it? Don't be shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I love it. Um, canal race. You've done Grand Union Canal. You've 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 got to finish there. Uh, yeah. The canal races are, are pretty unique. Um, I've, I've run one. I am no expert at all, but it was really, really apparent to me just how different the event was co- compared to another big event. You know, it was just, I loved the, the, sure. the, the, the minimalist thing of it. There was no made up signs, no made up banners. It was all just very like, you know, if there's a message to be sent, it's just going to be put on some bit of paper or a chalkboard on the side. And, and the race yeah. briefings were just, to the T, look after yourselves. Um, you know, most of you are not going to make it today. Um, just yeah, have a good time out absolutely. there. It's it, it's it's brilliant. Would you would you agree with with that with that kind absolutely. of absolutely the the one liner and I don't remember which which race organizer I know there's two of them said it, but they said it's gonna hurt. Don't take painkillers because you need to know it hurts. Yeah, something like that. And it was just you know what you're right. Yep. because there's no point in masking that pain <laughs> and and for that amount of time as well i think would probably be dangerous so yeah uh, absolutely absolutely and um i i did talk to russ bestley um a little bit before i took that on because he'd done it uh, probably several times yes. and he said that the race the race starts at 100 miles and he was so right he was so so right okay gosh uh, that's um that scares me for for july <laughs> <laughs> If that's 45 miles oh the 45 miles beyond the 100 is another 100 in itself okay right i'm glad you said that now at least i can kind of i've got a, i've got a couple of months to prepare myself so, so this will be good yeah nice <laughs> nice and steady all the way that one. yeah yeah I'm, I'm really nervous but um yeah so so i guess your your experience of, of grand union obviously i think you said you'd you'd done it you'd done it twice but you finished once yeah. is that right or finished twice correct no i've 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 i entered twice i I had a real, I had that sort of black dog demon over me. I came back from the marathon de Saab and thought I was absolutely the dog's watsits. Uh, entered Grand Union because it was only thirty quid to enter. Uh, spectacularly failed in a park in Hemel Hempstead. Uh, yeah. Kind of fell asleep and um, yeah, well, all of my bodily functions let go and I was just awful. Um, well, I, it preyed on my mind for a very very long time, and it was only after. Um, in fact, that's the reason why I started doing the Centurions because I wanted to do it again, but I needed to to build up to it. 
so that's why I entered my first Centurion. Oh, okay. And then I put myself into the into the pot because it's a lottery to get into Grand Union. Um, and I said to my wife, well, I won't get in for a couple of years. And I got straight in. So, okay. yeah, again, it was uh, time to get my shoes out. Now, I, I do like the idea that when I enter one of these silly, silly long runs, that once you pay your money, I literally put my trainers on and go for a run because it scares me. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. You kind of like you've drawn that line in the sand. You know it's coming. It's a <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Got got to start. Did you um when you ran Grand Union and finished? Did you have a crew yes. or, or or any buddy runners that ran with you? Yes, I had uh, a crew. In fact, um, and I'm going to say it, and it'll sound a bit slushy, but the best crew of, of, in the entire world. My wife um, oh. crewed with me, and and some other people. Kian and Easton uh, was there for me. Uh, fantastic fella. Um, Phil Bradburn and Tracy Watson were were the buddy runners. They were good cop, bad cop, and just kept me kept pushing me. Brilliant. Um, okay. Yeah, got got there in the end. It's fantastic. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I I ran. Yeah. Well, I I tried Grand Union uh, a couple of years ago, and um, I, I had some or oh, a buddy runner lined up who who had to pull out unfortunately, um, the night before, which is kind of partly why things fell apart the night, the night before I was wor- I was worried about it anyway but I had a really strange year a couple of years ago I I had the Grand Union I had the Thames Path 100 and I, and I thought those would be the two races that I would finish that year because I'd also entered the CCC and oh right and I knew in my mind there was no way I'd finish the CCC because um, I thought you know as creative as I can get with with training around Portsmouth there's no way I can prepare for those mountains um yeah, in Portsmouth, but it completely had a, f- a flip around. I, I didn't finish those two races and I did finish the CCC, which is just bizarre. Wow. So, wow. So there you go. Thames Pass, Thames Pass, the only one that I've managed to sub 24. So I've got my inner day buckle for my 100 miles for that one. So. Brilliant. Oh, that's that, that's good. And yeah. we're, we're, I'm running with a friend, um, Jason Skiro, who's, who's again also been a, a guest on the show before, mm-hmm. who's doing Spartathlon in September. He, wow we're hopefully well, we're aiming for the for the 20 hour mark because we managed 20 hours on the south downs way 100 yeah so, i think you will be able to yeah just it's just the lack the lack of elevation that's um, it incline or declines it's just it, it it does it's like grand union it just takes it out of you it beats you beats yeah. you to a pulp to be honest yeah i don't think um my, my coach was actually saying to me recently he it, he said it, it doesn't matter how fit i make you running slowly for that long for 100 miles flat is going to destroy your legs yeah. so we've, we've got to kind of get some some ideas and get creative into how you can kind of break that up a little bit so we've, yeah. we've got a few and ideas. also also the mind you've got a very strong mind a bit like the mm. grand union because for miles you'll see this straight line and then you'll turn the corner thinking oh what's around the corner and it's another straight line of canal yeah know, it just keeps going yeah absolutely. I, I, to the to, to this day every now and again i end up i'm somewhere else and i go for a quick run and if it's a canal, I just feel tired. I, yeah. I, I can't run along a canal. <laughs> Gosh, a, had, a, had a deep scar there. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, Paul, we, I would love to ask you about the other races, but I know we're kind of like coming up for um, for the closing time and I know you've got other stuff to get to. But uh, I was just going to kind of ask you um, about stuff that you've got on the radar. Um, I know you said something about a run to Torquay in 2022, which would be about 140 miles. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of things I've got planned for ne- or planning for next year. It's the 30th year since uh, since my friend drowned, so 
that that was uh, obviously 1992. Uh, it's also my 50th year, so I'll be 50. Okay. 50. Um, so what I'm planning to do is um, my daughter and I have had a dream of going uh, to base camp Everest. So that's that's already locked in. We're going to be doing that. Wow. Uh, hope, hopefully, hopefully I've got permission for her to maybe try and make it correspond with the Everest Marathon or something like that to okay. maybe Amazing. bag a bit of bling in Nepal. Um, but then, yes, I, I do intend to go down. I haven't been to to, to the church where my friend is um, for many, many years, and his parents are now gone. So I, I do intend to just set off one weekend and run to Malden just outside um, Paynton. Okay. And, uh, just kind of, you know, I, I'm not really in the bling anymore. I don't, I don't need bling. I just need to do things. And okay. I think that's kind of something that's sitting with me. And once it's in your head, you've got to do it, haven't you, you know? Yeah, well, you know what? That that just proves in itself that you have a hunger to do that thing, and um, that's what, <laughs> that's what that's what that's what will get you to the end. You know, really, it's um, absolutely. It, there's a passion absolutely. there. It's not for a, it's not for a medal. It's um, that's it's, I think no, more important. It's for it's for it's for self contentment. I think yeah. it's it's to to ease your mind. Absolutely. Um, where can people follow you on social media and Strava? Paul, what are your what are your oh, tags there? Blimey. Strava, I think I'm just Paul Pickford. Okay. Uh, I think I'm Pickford PJ and everything else. Twitter, yes. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 me. So listeners, go and follow Paul, and you can uh, enjoy those views from the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Please add to them. Add to them. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm more than happy to show people where where I take my views from my shoes. I'm gonna I'm gonna try one this week and I'm gonna tag you, um, Paul. <laughs> just very quickly, I, I always ask some recovery run questions. These are very very quick fire, so so we only need a couple of minutes okay. for them. But um, very quickly, what's your favourite route to run around the Portsmouth area or nearby? Uh, literally up to the top of the hill and back down, so straight out of Portsmouth uh, north and then down towards Fareham and then back. It's about a six mile run. Takes in the hill. You can always walk it, and then you can get some speed on the way down. Cool. And that's up Skew Road, is it? No, no, no. It's up the trails. I'll show you. Oh, okay. Day. All right. Cool. Perfect. Um, what Let's shoes are you currently running in? Uh, currently, become a bit of a hocker whore. I'm afraid. Oh, they're, they're looking after. They're looking after my feet. So. I knew. I, I knew. I knew I'd like you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like hocker. <laughs> I'm a big hocker fan for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I absolutely love the shoes, yeah. and, and they look after my legs and my feet and everything else. So that's good. They're a damn good recovery shoe, that's for sure. Oh yes, absolutely. And um, yeah. Paul, after a long hot run in the summer, what would be your go-to uh, drink or meal to recover? So drink, honestly, the alcohol-free Erdinger Isotonic ah. uh, Erdinger, fantastic. Nothing quite like sitting in a, a slightly cooled hot tub in the back garden with an Erdinger. Nice. Get the legs relaxed, get the calves all sorted, and uh, and get that isotonic drink inside. Food, I'm a bit of a, I'm still the fat guy I was back in 2000, so I'll just eat anything. Give me a Domino's pizza, that'll do. Oh, Domino, which one? Uh, have you tried the cheeseburger Domino's pizza? That's great. No, but I'm going to now. It's on my list. <laughs> it is amazing. I mean, it's disgusting, but it's absolutely amazing. I had, I had one last week. It was brilliant. <laughs> I think one of one of the best recovery meals I ever had was I think it was my first hundred miler. A friend that a friend of mine drove around. He was had the day off the next day, same as me, and he drove me to Mix Monster Burger and bought me an animal. And I just <laughs> sat in his car and ate this bloody great burger. It was it was, div it was divine. <laughs> amazing amazing 
Um, Paul, <laughs> here's a good question for you. If you could enter any race right now at no cost to you, free entry, free travel, everything done for you, time off work and everything, what would it be? Uh, the North Pole Marathon or the um, or the, the race to the North Pole, most definitely. Okay, excellent. Good, Carrying, good choice. You know, pulling, pulling the sledge and everything. Absolutely. Well, not one for me personally, but uh, I respect that. That's amazing to, to go and face that cold. That'd be, that'd be, yeah, uh, it's on I the guess... list, but it has to it has to have a lottery win next to it. So. Okay, cool. Uh, and finally, um, do you want to add anything about the running community down here? Um, down in the south, around Portsmouth area and stuff like that. Anything you want to say to to, to all the other runners out there? Actually, Final yes, word. I think quite a few people down here know me and they've helped me. And I just want to say that I think we're a fantastic little community here. And uh, and yeah, see you out there. Brilliant, excellent, Paul. Look forward to to meeting up with you soon. Obviously, we've never met yet, but uh, well, we have we have now, but uh, not in person. So look forward to that. <laughs> I just want to say, say no a huge thank you for, for taking the time and kind of sharing sharing your story and uh, and racing experiences, um, Paul. So, yeah, really appreciate it and wishing you a, a lovely weekend ahead. And you. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.